It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Peace and love, everybody. Thank you for chiming in. Once again, this is Queen of Fee, the founder of Domestic Violence Res Mini Tags Organization. We are live in the classroom tonight having the conversation and being educated on uh, the verbal abuse tag, you know, as it pertains to the household. Uh, and we mentioned, I mentioned that, you know, of course, verbal abuse uh, is to separate you from yourself so that the abuser maintains control. This is why we do that behavior. If you know Queen of Feet, then you know I'm the victim as well as the abuser. You know, and so you know that I know both sides of the behavior. And there's nobody out here telling you both sides of the behavior. But if we're going to end domestic violence, then we, we must talk about the abuser side, education. You know, this is where victims can com- try to convince their abusers to listen in to the conversation. You know, um, convince your children. Everybody sit at that dinner table right now and listen to this conversation because it's educational and it's good for the soul, for the body, for the mind. You know, so I mentioned that if you are being verbally abused, then chances are your cognitive is distorted and you don't know whether you're going or coming. You know, and when I'm not around you as the abuser, you still hear me and you still can feel my words in your body, you know. And there is something called the aftermath of domestic violence where you still can feel my words and hear my words in your body. Um, and for those untreated survivors, you know, or those who um, have survived the relationship but you haven't found the chemistry in therapy, to help pull that out of you, then you know you might need to reevaluate and get some more therapy because maybe therapy has not been effective as you know as it could be. Um, so definitely uh, want to put that education out there for you. Uh, if you you know of course if you have any questions or comments in the classroom, you know post them on the link when I put this recording. I'll post them on the link or you know text me yourself. Two zero two eight two one eight nine three three. I only take serious inquiries on this on this conversation right here. Verbal abuse included with, I'm sorry, domestic violence included with mental health. I only take serious inquiries when it comes to this conversation because you know um, you're dealing with people's feelings and emotions and stuff. And so you know people already are getting abused and victimized. I don't play those type of games. You know so. Um, Everything that I like to do uh, is it, it, it really is. It comes from a sincere place, uh, even though I can be a little hostile with it at times. <laughs> That's just me, though. Okay, That's just me. Um, so again, the abuse is driven by controlling your independent thoughts, controlling your views, controlling your desires, controlling your feelings, controlling your expression. The the abuser is driven by manipulating 
your independent thoughts, your views, desires, feelings, expressions. We're also driven by, you know, their ego. You know, the ego in us must be able to control or and or dictate your thoughts, your views, uh, your desires, your feelings, your expression. You know, because we 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 don't feel fully uh, fully. Um, well, let me put it this way: we don't feel our low self-esteem as abusers when we're abusing someone else. You know, we don't we don't tap into our low self-esteem. You know, but abusers do have low self-esteem, uh, and not only that. They could potentially come from a household where domestic violence was taking place, you know, just like victims come from households where domestic violence was taking place. So in in that household, you know, you grew up and if domestic violence was prevalent, you may have grown up to be a victim and, and your other sister or brother may have grown up to be the abuser, you know. So now you got sister and brother or you got sister and sister or you got brother and brother. One of them is the victim, one of them is the abuser. Or both are victims, both are abusers. You know, anybody can be a victim or an abuser of domestic violence. And let me tell you something. Yeah, your motives might be different. The motives might be different while you're doing it. Yeah. The motives may be different while you're doing it, but. the behavior stays the same, okay? The behavior does not change. That behavior does not discriminate. Your motives may be different while you're doing it, but the behavior will never change, okay? Um, and, and I say that to say, we say two kind of abusers, you know. That abuser, has they have been in a household where they've grown up in abuse, you know. Um, and they are the aggressor in their relationships. Then you have, you know, um, the person who says, I just abuse you because, you know, because, 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 because. You know, that person that makes a conscious decision to abuse. My behavior escalated when my best friend got killed. But back to my DNA, I had sisters in my family that are very strong. You know, I seen them pop dudes. You know, with the bare hands, and they ain't never. All the sisters in my family are pretty short. You know, we under five eight. A lot of it. You know, so um, it could be linked back to your DNA too. Some things are genetic. You know, um, you know, it is. While some believe abusers have low self esteem. Attempts to, uh, could be attempts to uh, replace or not tap into the victim side of them, you know, um, because that's that one who says, it will never happen to me. That could be that one, like me, like Queen of Feet. That's what I said. It will never happen to me, you know, because my best friend was shot five times in her head, you know, and so, um, it can happen that way, you know. Um, and then it can happen, you know, 
for other traumatic reasons, that victim could be just trying to protect his or herself from being abused again, from ever being verbally abused again. So now you verbally abused. Now you now you verbally abused because you're trying to protect your own self from verbal abuse. You know, but that's not the correct way to do it. That's not the correct way to do it. Okay, the correct way is to get you some mental health to help you learn how to identify with the behavior. That's what we want to do, okay? We, we want to reach out and touch somebody who, you know, has this conversation and, and talks about this, this conversation, verbal abuse conversation, just as much as they talk about the physical abuse, you know. You got to talk about verbal abuse, too, because it is, it is one of the number one ways that abusers get their victims and keep their victims. So we, we must, must, must talk about the number one tag, verbal abuse. Um, any questions or comments thus far in the classroom? Any questions or comments thus far in the classroom? Please let me go. I mean, please go ahead and do ask me the question. Please go ahead and ask me a question or a comment that you want to make. Please do that. If you I don't have, have a question. Any, Go ahead. Go right ahead, sis. Thanks for Once you identify someone is verbally abusing you, what would be your suggestion to um, acknowledge it with the person, have that, have that conversation with the person? Yeah, if you want to have that conversation with the person, then, of course, you got to um, do a sit-down conversation with the person and, you know, Describe in, in, in a tone where you can truly be transparent in your conversation with the person to express your feelings, you know. So don't you go into it, you know, verb, verbally, you know, verbally abusing. You really want to be clear about the verbal abuse that you have experienced in your day you know, or, or in that conversation. You want to be very clear about what your feelings are as it pertains to the verbal abuse that you may be enduring. Um, you know, I don't suggest, you know, victims just go run up to their, you know, abusers and say, look, you verbally abused me, blah, 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 because, you know, that can lead to other things. That can lead right then and there to a victim getting choked out, you know, or a victim getting smacked out punched out, stomped out, you know. I think if, if you're, it depends on your abuser. It really does depend on your abuser and how receptive they would, would be to the conversation. But it could be so bad where you just can't even have a conversation. You just need to start trying to plan an exit, you know, from the relationship because it could be that bad. But if it's, some, if, if it's an abuser that you think that it would be okay to sit down and have a conversation with, like your mother or your father, you know, if they have abused you, granny, grandpa, you know, uh, you know, maybe a brother, sister, if they have abused you, I think that, that can um, require a sit-down conversation and you and the victim really expressing uh, how they feel about 
verbal abuse that, you know, they may be taking or enduring uh, in, in some in the relationship, depending on depending on your abuser. Um, I'm going to have to say depending on your abuser on that one. Uh, any other? I hope I answered your question in the classroom clearly. Uh, any other questions or comments in the classroom? And if you have a follow-up question, please go right here, sis. Okay, so there be now. We're going to move forward then. Um, identifying with that abuser and looking at this situation and saying, "Can I have a sit down with this person?" You know, you may not be able to do it right then and there. You know, because again, it could be so bad that you just need to exit the relationship. You know, and you in you in class trying to build up your courage. Build up your courage and learn how to devise your plan in secret when it comes to uh, your abuser. You never want to run up and tell the abuser that you're going to leave. I know I said that before. I got to say it again because victims are hard-headed. You never want to let your abuser know that you're leaving, you're devising a plan, you spoke to Queen of Fee, you um, tied your name to domestic violence with many tags, organization, and they've been helping me get better and stronger. So I can leave you, tell your abuser that. Oh, no, 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 no. Everything that you do is in secret. All of your planning, all of your, um, you know, your methods to get healthy is in secret. Coming to the classroom is in secret. And, of course, again, that's depending on how atrocious your abuser can be or your abuser is, Okay. Uh, but again, if, if if you have the type of abuser where you know you can sit down and potentially express how you feel, then I think you certainly should do that because that only allows closure. That only allows closure and for you to move forward in your relationship, you know. And so that's a great opportunity to get closure from it. That's a great opportunity to get closure from it. Sometimes you may have to bring in a mediator you know, to help you mediate your feelings at that dinner table um, and help you be able to get the healthy expression that you need in order for the abuser to truly identify with what your feelings are, you know. So sometimes you may have to bring in a mediator to help discuss what your feelings are for that person because you may not. You may have the words in you, and they could be on the tip of your tongue, but you just can't get them out. You need that push. That's what mediation is for. Uh, mediation is also there to, you know, help bring clarity uh, to uh, the conversation or, and or, or you trying to, um, you know, approach your abuser about verbal abuse and being verbally abused. Okay, so I hope that was good advice for the classroom today. Um, you know, moving forward to our next topic in the classroom is, of course, the sociopath, you know. The sociopath that just controls you with just because, you know, who is that person? You know, have you identified with your sociopath? Do you know who that is? You know, have you ever had one, you know? the person who makes everything about themselves. And look, 
that's not every abuser is not narcissistic. You know, that's you know, because I, I see a lot about that. Especially on Twitter. I see a lot about, you know, some of my Twitter friends talking about being with a person who is narcissistic. You know, narcissistic uh usually starts in adult life, you know. And and and, and for domestic violence, you know, that's not the case. Many of the domestic violence cases are linked back to the household, you know, and, 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 and things that they watched or sponged up, their brains have sponged up and soft. So this is this is this is long term behavior. You know, um so I wouldn't necessarily say that everybody every abuser is narcissistic. Okay? I wouldn't say that. Okay, sociopath, a person with maybe a personality disorder manifesting itself in extreme antisocial uh, attitudes and behaviors and the lack of consciousness. So often sociopaths uh, have failure to conform to the social norms. You know, with respect, lawful behavior, uh, they don't respond in that way. You know, they can be responding with deceitfulness, uh, lies, using aliases, uh, cunning, conning, I'm sorry, not cunning, cunning too, but conning others for personal profits and pleasures, uh, impulsive, you know. Uh, so this could be reckless, you know. Sociopaths are reckless. They don't, they 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 come back and ask you about the behavior, you know. They don't think about the consequences of the behavior until after they have committed the behavior. What is that behavior that they could commit? They could commit murder, you know. They can, they could commit attempt murder, you know, they they commit assault, you know, uh, with a weapon or without a weapon. The sociopath can do, can be reckless in their behavior and won't identify, and won't identify with it possibly until after, okay? Um, the lack of remorse, you know, um, the the lack of being able to rationalize pain, hurt, harm, danger, you know, um, that's that's going to be your sociopath, you know, and according and according to and according to um, you know, some of the diagnoses. Uh, Sociopath behavior can start early on, you know. It can start early on in life. Uh, it does not necessarily have to, it does not necessarily show up uh, in adult life. It, it's something that starts, you know, at a younger age as opposed to narcissistic where we like to say that trends later on. When you're when you're an adult, you 
you can start seeing it more so there as opposed to, you know, a child. Um, you know, we don't want to give sociopath diagnosis to children that are under 18. We definitely don't want to do that. But, you know, there's some cases that could, again, potentially start there. You know, because you've grown up in a household of certain attitudes and dangers, certain attitudes, certain dangers, maybe mom or dad or whoever that kid take is, could have had bouts with domestic violence. And so now they're abusing, you know, you and your brothers and sisters, you know, so maybe you can pick up, you can pick up things there in your environment, you know, um, which, but we don't want to give them to children under, to, 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 to teens under 18, you know, but sometimes, you know, it's very prevalent. Uh, and I would have to say it sticks out, you know. Um, they don't really interact well, you know. And some people may say I'm an introvert, I'm an extrovert. That's something con- completely different from sociopath. okay. You know, that's minute compared to the sociopath person, you know. Um, it's it, 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 it's it's a little bit is is in fact it's a lot more <laughs> different. Okay, um, it might seem at first that this person is very attached and caring, but that's that's just an act for the sociopath. That's just an act, you know. Um, uh, he or she is is capable of lies. You know, like we said, like I mentioned before, but he or she cares nothing about forming a real relationship and partnership. So they just use it, you know, to pretend as if they care. Um, so that's, you know, my tips. of, uh, And one of the things that concerns me about the sociopaths is, is of course, it would have to be the lack of remorse, the lack of the lack of remorse that they have, you know, for for hurting another person with verbal abuse, with the verbal abuse tag. Um, And then that's the flip side of it is that they tell lies. You know, they say they love you, I care about you, you my number one, you the best thing that ever happened to me. You know. they they know how to bargain with your feelings, you know. And if you don't know who you are, the sociopath can get in there and bargain with your feelings, and it'll be nothing for them to do that. Because we like to say the lack of remorse, the lack of empathy, sympathy does not allow them to really feel hurt for themselves and or another person. You know, so you got to be, you know, extremely careful when you are dating someone who say they care, but their behavior shows something different, or someone who does not care, and they're showing you that they don't care. Um, so uh, unreliable, sociopath is unreliable, you know. Um, the sociopath lacks 
the ability to set long-term goals. You know, and of course the sociopath does not, he or she has a hard time with accepting responsibility, if any at all, you know. But they can accept responsibility and not really mean it, you know. So, so there's that side of it as well, too. So, again, you know, it's, it's something to, to begin to really process and think about, and especially when, when we talk in verbal abuse because the, the, the sociopath can, is an actor. You know, you, this person can act and be a certain way to supersede you, to supersede your feelings, to supersede your thoughts, to supersede your emotions. You know, this person can do that. So how do we, you know, <laughs> get the sociopath some help? You know, how does this person get help? You know, and, for, you know, everything is going to come with admitting, you know, that there's a problem and that, of course, this person will need to speak to a professional to be able to really iron out if they can have the, the diagnosis of a sociopath or not. Okay, so I definitely wanted to put that education out there to you. Now, I have to answer the question, the mighty, mighty question for all of my students who, you know, enjoy the abuser side conversation and really learning about the abuser side so you can be better for yourself, you can be better for your family, you can be better for others. Five victims, one abuser at one time. The first victim is going to be you, the one who supplies all the needs, cost of living, the car, cell phone, the health insurance, life insurance, food, you name it, you supply it. I might even marry you. The number one victim, victim, we, we want to bun up with them real quick. We want to time in. We want to slip a ring on it. We want to do quick involvement. We want to, we want to coach them to to get into the relationship with us real quick, you know. And if you do premature sex, it's going to be nothing, you know. Uh, second victim is going to be a parent, specifically a mom, you know, uh, where that person um, abuses their mom or dad, but particularly a mom. Okay. Sex, third victim will be the children. You know, the children that's involved in this abusive relationship. The abuser is controlling them too. Controlling and taking away from the children. They are victims of domestic violence. Okay. Number four is going to be another intimate partner like yourself, one that you potentially know about, one that you and her have been arguing or flip that, him and him been arguing about, okay? And, of course, the fifth victim will be another intimate partner, vic, uh, intimate partner that uh, the number one victim knows nothing about, okay? This is the one that the abuser when when, when not around, you can't find him or whatever the case may be, he or she disappears, it may be with the fifth victim who's not inclined 
who may not be inclined about the abuser's behavior. All right? They just going along with the get along or they believing because abusers are very good liars. We're very clever in our conversation. We love to manipulate, dictate control. Uh, we love to verbally attack uh, in order to keep you um, in that relationship with us. The other thing that abusers will do is put you on a guilt trip, real bad guilt trip, because we'll start saying we're going to kill ourselves. We're going to kill ourselves if you leave. We can't live. You know, we don't want to go on if you leave. If you leave, you leave, you leave. We can't, we can't, we can't, you know. Um, so that's that's another way to get the victim to do whatever uh, we want them to do. Okay. Um, I'm going to open up for any last questions, comments as we come to a close in the classroom. I'm going to open up for any last-minute questions or comments that you may have any questions or comments for the classroom? Any last questions or comments? Okay, this is a quiet class. And that's fine. No problem. You can remain anonymous. Long as you're listening at a 75% listening in the classroom at a 75% because your listening skill would tell you and show you what you need to do to break that cycle of verbal abuse from trending in your life, all right? Domestic violence is uh, it's not only a community issue or family or family issue. It is also an individual issue. So, you know, you got to break that cycle for yourself. Nobody else can't break the victim cycle for them. Nobody else can't break the abuser cycle for them. They each have to want to break that cycle for themselves in order to progress. You know, and they start doing like me, giving back to the world, the education that is needed to break that cycle of domestic violence, okay? Um, a lot has been said, but I hope you've taken your memory notes because everything that we do, we want to do it in secret. So if you live with your abuser, then certainly you don't want the abuser to know that you're on this call. You know, you don't want to leave no paper trail behind about leaving. Everything with the abuser must be done in secret when you're talking about leaving that relationship because you might not make it. See? Um, and uh, with my daughter, of course, she didn't make it in her relationship, you know, um, being shot in the head for absolutely no reason at all, for sitting on the bed and holding your daughter in Indian style. I mean, come on now. It's serious. It's not just serious for me. And I've been doing this before my daughter got shot in the head. I was I was telling my story right and left and trying to educate the community right and left to talk about domestic violence and those many tags that it wears. For all of us individually, 
okay? Then we get together as a family and start talking about domestic violence and the many tags that we. But it's got to start with the individual first. You know, that victim or that abuser has to want to break that cycle for themselves. Okay? Um, so I wanted to make sure I put that out there for um, our students that is in the classroom live tonight and students that will be um, listening to the recording. You may, students, I always advise that you listen to the recording, you know, um, at least three times because each time you learn something different. Each time you come to the classroom with the message balance with me, say, rest assured, you're going to learn something different. You're going to learn something new. You're going to be inspired. You're going to be enlightened. You're going to have good dinner table conversation with us because that's what we do. That's what we do. This is not a conversation to be biased in. You're not going to get from us biased conversation. You know, if you if you want to help, if you're an advocate or or, or, or or nonprofit owner with domestic violence, I understand your passion. You may be driven only that you feel like you want to help women. You know, but you only helping the victim side of women. You're not help, helping women that are like myself that can be abusers in the domestic violence relationship. And once again, that woman can be um, the abuser because of her cycle, her generations of abuse and being in abusive relationships. Or you can have that, 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 that abuser, the woman abuser who makes the conscious decision to say, I'm going to do it because I can. Sort of the sociopath. Okay? So you might want to call Queen of Feed. <laughs> <laughs> I started out like the first victim because of relationships. My best friend got shot five times. But then I ended up becoming, I guess what you would say, the sociopath abuse, you know. I lack the remorse for men that I victimized. I didn't have any remorse for them. And, yes, I started out physically assaulting and, and beating and Ten, breaking their objects and possessions, threatening violence, quick involvement, all 11 of them warning signs. I did it. <laughs> that we talk about in domestic violence. That's truth and transparency for you in the classroom. I'm subject to say I'm the only one in America having this conversation right now because so many victims, and AKA survivors hate their abusers, you never get that closure. You know? So I, I'm going to give it to you. Well, at least by me trying to tell my side as, as the abuser, you know, I, I identify with the behavior of your abuser, whether it's a woman or a man. That behavior don't change. You know? So hopefully I provided some closure for my students in the classroom today. You know, and I provided some great uh, educational skills and language behind the conversation today. Uh, you know, and we look forward to moving forward with uh, the abuser side education uh, in the class, in domestic violence with me tags classroom. So I definitely want to thank you all for chiming in tonight. 
on the call, if there'll be any, uh, if there'll be no last-minute questions or comments, uh, do me a favor and tell somebody, domestic violence wears many tags. It does. <laughs> tell them Queen of said. You say, uh-uh-uh, Queen of said, domestic violence wears many tags, you know, and go in peace and love, my brothers and sisters, peace and love. Thank you for chiming in tonight. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.